It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Even though the Toronto Blue Jays not parts of the 2017 postseason party, no shortage of exciting highlights for the Jays during the 2017 regular season. Joining us to break it all down today on this Thursday, the 12th of October, it is Gregor Chisholm, our Blue Jays reporter for MLB.com. Gregor, we thank you for the time as always. And uh, like I said, uh, Gregor, you submitted a top 10 list of the most memorable moments uh, for the Jays during the regular season. And I I like this list, a lot of variety, a lot of uh, cool accomplishments uh, individually and team-wise. And uh, of course, the Jose Bautista send-off as he likely played his uh, final game as a Toronto Blue Jay in 2017. But on this list, you've got, uh, you know, Steve Pierce hitting two walk-off grand slams in three days. That was unbelievable. You've got Chris Coughlin's ridiculous uh, acrobatics to get around Yadier Molina, of all catchers, to score a big <laughs> run against the Cardinals. Uh, Marcus Stroman going deep after kind of bragging about how he could go deep, and then he, he backed up his words. Some great uh, catches here by uh, Kevin Pillar on the list, and no surprise there. Breakout season by Justin Smoke. So a lot to choose from, a big smorgasbord here of Blue Jays highlights. But, Gregor, to you personally, what stands out? In terms of the plays, there's no question that, that Chris Coughlin's slide was, was something that uh, was remarkable at the time, and it's going to really hold up as one of the plays in all of, best plays in all of baseball um, during 2017. And just the surrealness of that moment was pretty cool to watch. Uh, you know, it really looked like the Blues ball that came at a time the Blue Jays were struggling. They were trying to get a win in uh, St. Louis, and things were, weren't really going their way at the time. And, and it looked like Chris Coughlin was going to be out by about five feet at home plate, and he just kind of soared through the air. And I just remember the reaction from that crowd at, at St. Louis. There was almost kind of a gasp. Mm-hmm. You could almost hear a gasp from Yadier Molina as well because uh, he didn't see it coming as well. I mean, he almost ducked to facilitate the jump. Uh, because he was so caught off guard by it. Uh, so in terms of the plays, uh, that would definitely have to stick out for me just because it's something that you don't really see. And Chris Coughlin didn't have that memorable of a run with the Blue Jays, <clears throat> but there's no question that that, that play kind of uh, solidified his his impact on, on the 2017 season in terms of uh, what the fans will remember. Yeah, no question. And, I mean, to have seen him make that play against any catcher, would have been remarkable. But to have it come against the the player that many consider the best defensive catcher, perhaps of this generation, I mean, shocking. That was an absolute uh, jaw dropper. We watched that replay, I don't know how many dozens of times, and every time you you keep thinking like, well, yeah, he's going to get him this time, right? He didn't. Uh, You know, it was just a a great, great play by Chris Coughlin, one of the more exciting plays for the uh, Blue Jays in the 2017 season. Uh, Gregor, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Steve Pierce. He became one of only Mm -hmm. three players in baseball history with two walk-off grand slams in the same season. And what's more, the guy did it in a span of, I think, three days, or was it four? It was definitely within the same week. Um, But just unbelievable accomplishment by Steve Pierce. Uh, You know, talk about that and 
talk about how remarkable it was to see him do it once, and then just days later, he does it again. Yeah, I mean, just to even have that opportunity to come to the plate, uh, you know, twice in the same week with the bases loaded uh, at home, uh, you know, you just don't often get that opportunity. And and then to come through both times the way he did, I mean, to have one of those moments is is kind of a signature moment usually in any uh, team season. And to then have that in the same week, it it was was a little bit surreal, that moment as well. Uh, I mean, it's just... It came at a time as well that the Blue Jays were really kind of thriving a little bit just before the trade deadline. There was a lot of talk of them really kind of selling off, and uh, the team needed a bit of a boost, and and Pierce kind of gave it to them single-handedly. Just a remarkable run to watch and really kind of helped turn his season around, too. He got off to a very slow start with the Blue Jays this year, uh, but when he hit that late July mark, uh, really was kind of in the swing of things for the Jays and really kind of producing the way that they thought. And uh, you know, just just remarkable that he was able to pull off those two swings in the same week, and it's just something that we really haven't seen before. Yeah, and, and like you said, you know, uh, it's the other guys that have to do a lot of the heavy lifting to give a guy the opportunity to hit a walk-off grand slam. They got to get on base, you know, so they got to do the work to even give you that chance to uh, accomplish that. In, in talking with uh, Steve Pierce after the second grand slam. Did he kind of admit that after doing it one time just three days prior, was it in his head that, like, you know what, how cool would it be if, <laughs> if I hit a second walk-off grand slam in three days? Was it was he thinking that, or did he just want to, you know, players always spew out the cliche, I just want to hit the ball hard and put it in play? Yeah, no, I think he he, uh, he conceded a little bit afterwards. There was almost a, a deja vu, uh, you know, kind of sense that, that came over him. And I, th- I think everyone covering the team and fans as well. I mean, it was just so fresh in everybody's mind to – to see what he did before and I don't think anyone was really expecting that he'd be able to do it again uh, but then when he you know hooked back down the left field line that's that's exactly what he did and uh, you know it's a, definitely a positive storyline uh, for the Jays this season I mean they didn't have a lot uh, of moments where they were really able to celebrate for an extended period of time and that that week was really a you know a watershed moment for for this organization just to, to have give them a little bit of hope in, in July and, and, and see something uh, see something as remarkable as, as what Pierce was able to pull off yeah it certainly was and like I said one of only uh, three players ever to hit two walk-off grannies uh, in the same season but the other two guys certainly didn't do it within the <laughs> same week so that's an accomplishment which uh, may stand the test of time uh, we will certainly see. So, uh, Gregor, I think we can agree that uh, between that and between the Coglin play uh, to get around Yadier Molina, those are perhaps the two most, uh, you know, shocking moments uh, for the Blue Jays in 2017 in terms of something that just gave you goosebumps, something that was just pure excitement and adrenaline. Uh, anything stand out to you? You know what, the Kevin Pillar catch at Wrigley Field uh, is one that really kind of stands out to me because, you know, he's made better catches before. There's, there's no question about it. Uh, he's made more acrobatic ones. He's, he's made ones that, that fans might appreciate a little bit more. Uh, but this one was running into a brick wall. <laughs> I mean, the, and able to hang on to the ball. I mean, a lot has been made about how much Kevin Pillar is willing to sacrifice his body throughout the course of 162 game season. And, uh, you know, he's played hurt before many times. He often gets banged up on that turf. Uh, but he kind of really took it to another level uh, with that catch at Wrigley Field. And it really just does go to show that the guy plays with, you know, a fearless approach on the field. I mean, there's not too many outfielders uh, who would even risk that play, uh, let alone be able to, to pull it off. And, and just being able to go full speed, jump into a brick wall, hang on to the ball, 
and then not miss time afterwards either. I mean, this is this is a guy who who was continuously in the lineup even after that. Uh, you know, kudos to him for for the way he plays, and certainly it takes a toll on him. There's no question about that. Um, but it, it's what's gotten him so many highlight reel plays over the year years and, and just the impact after that wall was kind of a, I think people were I, you know I remember watching that at Wrigley Field and, and after he fell to the ground uh, we were all expecting some kind of major injury uh, but but there wasn't uh, I mean at least not that he was he was publicly revealed and that that just shows you uh, how tough of a guy he is and, and how much of a competitor he is on the field it's it's remarkable and what's funny is uh, just prior to speaking with you I spoke with uh, your colleague Bill Chastain who covers the Rays and he brought up another Kevin who makes uh, highlight Light real catches seem routine. That, of course, being Kevin Kiermeyer. So uh, I think it's it's interesting. The two Kevins always trying to kind of one up one another uh, out there in the outfield with these uh, great catches. Uh, Pilar for the Blue Jays and Kiermeyer for the Rays, and that's a fun battle that we uh, will hopefully be uh, entertained to see for the next uh, couple years for sure. But uh, Pilar certainly doing his part with that remarkable grab at uh, Wrigley Field. And, uh, Gregor, as we come down the home stretch here, of course, uh, it was in all likelihood, though nothing's official yet, uh, the final games uh, for Jose Bautista in a uh, Blue Jays uniform. Uh, nine stellar seasons in Toronto. Uh, many memorable moments, uh, none more so in my mind than uh, the bat flip uh, against the Rangers in the playoffs. Uh, he is not Mr. Popularity in the Lone Star State, but uh, he is beloved by Blue Jays fans. Uh, kind of take us through those final couple games and, uh, you know, when he ran out to right field by his lonesome, uh, got the standing ovation and uh, just – just that whole that whole scene for him as uh, he he kind of bid farewell to the to Toronto and to the Blue Jays fans. Yeah, it really was a special moment, and, and you know, going into that, I don't think anyone really knew what to expect because there was this awkward situation where you know Batista's adamant about playing again in, in 2018. He's not going to retire. He's going to try and come back, but the Blue Jays have been pretty open about the fact. Uh, that they were going to have to move on as well. And it was a really a foregone conclusion that this was going to be the end of Batista's time in Toronto. But at the same time, since it wasn't official, you know, people are sometimes hesitant to acknowledge that. And uh, But I think everyone came together at the right moment and kind of realized uh, both in terms of the front office, the, the coaching staff, the players on the field, uh, realized that there needed to be some kind of opportunity for the fan base to say thank you uh, to Jose Batista and everything he did to transform this organization from from really an afterthought in the American League East to uh, you know a legitimate contender and breaking that uh, you know two plus decade long drought uh, in the postseason that led up to that uh, bat flip and it was just really nice to see. I mean the the fact that his teammates let him take the field kind of tricked him a little bit, pretended that they were going to run out onto the field at the start of the game and instead uh, allowed him to take the the field by himself. That was a really great moment uh, and then a really classy move by uh, manager John Gibbons in the ninth inning uh, to take Batista uh, out mid inning uh, after the first out had been recorded. Uh, and allow for him to take that long uh, run off the field, hugging teammates along the way, and just an extended standing ovation that we saw from the crowd uh, in the days leading up to that final game at Rogers Center. And, and then every time he stepped into the box that day, it really was a special uh, you know, Sunday afternoon at Rogers Center. And it's just really nice to see that the Jays are able to do that. I mean, that's something you, you're not always able to do. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion is another guy who had a, a great impact on this franchise. He had to go out in, di- in a different situation where the Jays got eliminated from the playoffs. There wasn't really that opportunity to say a proper goodbye. 
Batista, Batista in this case got what he deserved, and, and I think it was a you know a really special moment, uh, not only for him uh, but also for the fans who've been watching him for close to a decade now. Yeah, certainly agree. And uh, Gregor, when you look at uh, you know the the greatest or most memorable home runs of Blue Jays history, the obvious no-brainer number one <laughs> is Joe Carter, 1993 World Series, but is the bat flip home run by Jose number two on that list? Yeah, there's, there, there would be three for me, and it's really hard to rank, but there would be Roberto Alomar against uh, Dennis Eckersley in, in the 1992 uh, ALCS as well, uh, which would have to be in the top three that really kind of helped propel that first round of the World uh, World Series. But certainly in this era uh, of Blue Jays fans, I mean, that, that the, the Carter and, and, and Alomar home runs uh, were a long time ago now. When you're talking about 1992, 1993, there was an entire new generation of Blue Jays fans who, who never – were even born uh, when when that happened and, and never got a chance to see that. And we've seen a, a really young fan base from the Blue Jays emerge over the last few years. And uh, 2015 is going to be that Joe Carter moment for them uh, or that Roberto Alomar moment for them. And, and it's, it's certainly the most dramatic home run I've seen in person. Uh, and it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was a crazy run that the Blue Jays had in 2015. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of nice for him uh, to have that signature moment for his Blue Jays career, something to really kind of put a staple on uh, everything. And, you know, I don't know if he'll end up with a statue one day uh, outside Rogers Center or something like that, but people will always remember that image of the bat flip, and that's going to live on for, for decades and decades when he comes back to visit uh, as a retired player and comes back to visit this city. Uh, that's going to be the moment that everyone talks about, and, and rightfully so, because it was that dramatic, it was that important, and certainly one of the the, the most exciting home runs in, in postseason history, really. Yeah, I think uh, you summed it up perfectly, that for this generation of Blue Jays fans, that home run was their Joe Carter moment. I think I don't think there's any question about that whatsoever. Gregor Chisholm, great stuff as always. We appreciate the time, and we'll do it again soon. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.